0: No.
1: They lost, though.
0: Okay, because Friday night, that was prevalent. Uh, Clearing, They could not clear the zone on their penalty kills when uh, Northeastern went on the power play. They were fantastic Friday night. Uh, all three of their goals came with the man advantage. Michigan could not clear. They get it to the blue line, but uh, the Huskies are able to hold it in. And, uh, you know, Michigan is just, they're, they're not executing well. They're not finishing plays. And uh, you have to wonder, I mean, number six in the country, I think that's a bit high. And uh the Michigan name probably getting them that ranking right now. Yep, so Michigan uh disappointing end to that weekend going one and one, the Wolverines are four two and oh Early on in this 2006-2007 season, they'll open up their biggest series of the year thus far. A home-and-home home against in-state and CCHA rival Michigan State that will get underway at Munt Ice Arena in East Lansing this Friday. And we will have the second game of that series, the Saturday game at Yost, on the WCBN Sports Dream. Tune in at 7.30 for the coverage. But that will wrap things up for this edition of Extra Points. So for Rob Salomon, Ted Pickus, and Tony Bolton, I'm Steve Schuster saying good night, everyone, and Go Blue you are listening to your home for michigan athletics 88.3 wcbn fm ann arbor locate us on the web at wcbn.org 15 seconds remain hunwick has it forward to Tambellini Tambellini he'll shoot save there and the rebound comes to Hunwick 6 and remaining Tambellini shoots and scores it comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead
1: You are listening to the number one source for Michigan sports, WCBN 88.3 FM Armor. If you are an undergraduate who would like to get involved with the sports department, email us at sports at wcbn.org.
0: Listening to sports on WCBN
1: FM Ann Arbor, where Red Berenson knows that the bar is pretty high.
0: It's the ghost of Bob Yuffer. Yeah.
1: Well, welcome to another edition of Gray Matters. Just methane. (coughs) Methane, yeah. Uh, Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And needless to say, I occasionally make a uh, modest tribute to Bob Eufer when I uh, use things like, uh, Dick Cheney, don't call me Conrad Burns. (laughs) Or Mr. Burns, who's actually the uh, character in...
0: The Simpsons. Yeah, perhaps the finest television show ever. And
1: uh, obviously a very interesting political week. Uh, What a
0: strange, another strange week. Yes. Busy with just the absurdities are freely falling now. Yeah, disinformation is is definitely
1: omnipresent in this uh, wind-up to the campaign season. I mean, when you have a Senate... Candidate in Virginia taking excerpts from novels to use in campaign commercials against his opponent. I think you've reached uh, new lows of absurdity. Or Rick Santorum uh, using Hillary Clinton and Barbara Boxer in his TV ads, yeah, arguing
0: that running. I'm bipartisan, I can get along with people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we don't want these evil women to uh, have any say in the matter. My favorite are the anonymous. Um, nameless, you know, no recognition whatsoever, the phone messages from the the good people of the Dick DeVos campaign. Oh. The angry female uh, caller who just leaves a message on your machine about just, can you believe what Governor Granholm has done? That's my
1: favorite. Ah, uh, well, I haven't received one of those. Obviously, I'm on the do not call list. <laughs> He's a subversive. But, um... Yeah, just a variety of brain damage awards. Obviously, Rush Limbaugh gets one. Uh, The video clip of him flopping around uh, with his uh, radio uh,
0: headphones on was uh, amusing. I think they had to turn that into a... Well, he had a television program for a while until it was realized that, A, he's got a face for radio, and B, uh, there just isn't really the audience there. That right wingers and rush Limbaugh fans one time you know proudly called themselves ditto heads claim i mean a m radio is kind of this weird anomaly uh, there really is no large support, certainly not on television for rush Limbaugh. I mean he would pound his chair like a baby in a pound his desk like a baby in a high chair. Mm-hmm. The man is a nitwit, yeah
1: well mm-hmm. as as he proved in
0: the uh, attack on Michael J. Fox of all people, Well, it's one thing to attack somebody's politics. I mean, I do that regularly, but to attack physical afflictions? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, we've made a few cracks about Governor Engler's uh, ponderous girth. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Rush Limbaugh himself may be uh, in that category, but, you know, a disease?
1: Well, especially little... when it involves medication, which he seems to be uh, an expert on.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe Michael J. Fox should just hook up with Rush. Get that, you know,
1: medication sideline going. And then, of course, there's the Harold Ford wow. ad, which uh, I think stooped uh, down into the depths of the typical. I think that the desperation theme that you're seeing. Yeah.
0: Is that the one where the camera pans through a cemetery? No, that's the one where the, they've got the the, the the playboy. Uh, oh, the yeah, playboy yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Call
1: me, Harold. Yeah. You know, uh, t- attacking him uh, sort of uh, at, at a moral level. He's not the family man that he's being you know, trying to portray himself as...
0: Of course, no Republican at a national convention has ever, you know, engaged in illicit behavior of any variety. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, and there's just no momentum for the
1: Republicans. I mean, when George Bush is is holding an hour-long press conference on Iraq, going through the semantics of timelines, benchmarks, timetables, etc., and uh, then they're actually admitting that the stay of the course is no longer the uh, slogan
0: of the week... Well, to maybe borrow a page from powerful uh, dynamo Joe Lieberman, the Republicans basically have no momentum. No momentum.
1: Yeah, no Joe momentum. No momentum. They've got nothing except ad desperation. And when George Bush is campaigning in Texas and Georgia and Montana to save embattled incumbents. That gives you an idea of how bad the polls
0: really are. Well, the Diebold people are going to have to work overtime to pull this one out.
1: Well, they are, and that's what's interesting. It's strange that Karl Rove will give him a brain damage award as he as he uh, characterized it. Uh, he said, I have my own math. Well, indeed he does. Um, I actually, interestingly, was looking in depth at the Maryland uh, presidential numbers from 2004, and... I think it's very obvious that the Republican Party did steal fifty thousand votes in Baltimore County. I mean it's 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 so obvious it's unbelievable. Um but this is what Karl Rove actually in his confidence of saying that they're gonna retain both houses uh may mean. Uh because this is one of the scariest aspects of uh The this. fix
0: may already be in.
1: The fix may be in, and the diebold, uh, ess, triad, uh, Accenture folks. These are the corporations that control these machines. It's very scary. Fortunately, uh, the number of or the percentage of votes being cast on optical scanners has gone way up. Uh, those, by the way, are the voting machines we use here in good old Ann Arbor. Those do leave a paper trail. Right.
0: Um, Seems like for something as important as elections, this might be a good thing.
1: Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and then Cheney uh, saying it's a no-brainer about torture. Oh, man. Um, Well, where do we go from there? Because it's amazing. I've been, uh, I finished up this uh, Alfred W. McCoy book, A Question of Torture. CIA interrogation from the Cold War to the War on Terror this is a fascinating book because, basically, uh, McCoy, who uh, is most well-known for uh, a book called The Politics of Heroin in Southeast Asia.
0: Mm, legendary book.
1: Legendary book uh, basically details how uh, the torture policy of the Bush administration that they keep denying that they don't torture when there's all sorts of evidence that it's been going on and happening is basically a sort of standard operating procedure that was actually developed by the CIA uh back in uh during the Indochina War. And that the uh remarkable thing about this manual is that it made its way into the, the Honduras uh yeah. manual that uh, the CIA was using in support of the Contras. Uh of course the Contras are sort of back in the news a little bit because it seems that Daniel Ortega may uh win the Nicaraguan elections that are upcoming. Nicaragua has been One of the most beleaguered uh, countries in Central America since uh, the Sandinistas uh, left
0: power. They've been very little in the news, but uh, really no good news coming out of Nicaragua.
1: No good news. I mean, the uh, poverty rates there are staggering. Um, The incompetence of the so-called conservatives that have been more or less in control of the country for the last 17 years has just been a disaster for the people of Nicaragua. But this uh, torture m- uh, manual uh, basically you know the the, the uh, deconstruction of the actual text goes back to uh, CIA operations in Indochina as they related to operation Phoenix. Uh, they were then employed uh, by uh, the CIA in terms of training so-called police forces uh, and this should trouble us because this is one of the so-called Pins, shall we say, of, of America's current Iraq policy. Mm-hmm. will step down as they stand up. Um, Timetables, benchmarks, etc. But as uh, McCoy points out, and I'll just read a paragraph here, this is uh, amazing stuff. From uh, 1962 to, to 1974, the CIA worked through the Office of Public Safety, a division of USAID, that posted police advisors to developing nations. Established by JFK in 1962, OPS grew in just six years into a global anti-communist operation with an annual budget of $35 million and over 400 U.S. advisors assigned worldwide. By 1971, the program had trained over 1 million police officers in 47 nations, including 85,000 in South Vietnam and 100,000 in Brazil. Uh, this started out as a sort of an anti-communist uh, program uh, run basically invisible from the American people by the CIA and was used uh, and became associated with human rights abuses uh, all over the world, including places like South Vietnam, Iran, Ur- Iran, Iran Urugu- the Shah. Uruguay, and the Philippines in particular. And it's interesting how... Iran, uh, the Philippines, and, well, Vietnam has sort of uh, buried the hatchet regarding our war crimes there, but uh, Iran and the Philippines still have uh, very prolific anti-American movements in their country. And this manual, um, as it was eventually developed, turned into basically an assassinations program in Southeast Asia. It was uh, euphemistically called Operation Phoenix, and uh, even... uh, Eventual CIA had uh, William Colby uh, admitted that uh, the American uh, officers had executed over twenty thousand people directly and tortured hundreds of thousands, and that this uh, program made its way into uh, the Honduran military training manual that was used in Central America during the eighties uh, and then of course, into the uh, Gitmo, Bagram, Abu Ghraib facilities. Uh, here during the so-called War on Terror. Um, John Yu, a man who's eventually resigned from the Bush administration and now teaches law at uh, uh, UC Berkeley, basically was the author of the um, memo that justified America suspending, um, shall we say, adherence to the Geneva Mm -hmm. Code regarding torture and whatnot. So for Dick Cheney to Claim. Um, and I mean, first sort of hint that uh, it didn't bother him
0: that this was uh, going on. I'm sure it doesn't. Um, but I actually, uh, I want to dwell a little bit on the context within which he made this utterance. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, the day before he said what he said, the decider, the president, uh, quote unquote, said that the United States does not torture. But uh, Cheney made these comments on a Right wing radio broadcasters program on WDAY in Fargo, North Dakota. Scott Hennen. And I'm reading now from Terence Hunt's article for the AP, um, which says White House says Cheney didn't defend torture. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cheney triggered the flap in an interview Tuesday on Scott Hennen's program. Hennen said callers had told him, please. Let the vice president know that if it takes dunking a terrorist in water, we're all for it if it saves lives. Well, this is interesting. Based on the listeners of a right-wing conservative uh, talk show host, that's driving the national policy. Now, if we want to put this to some sort of a plebiscite and have the nation vote on torture, I'm sure that Scott Hennon's listeners will be wildly outvoted. I think most Americans are appalled whatever their religious affiliation, whatever their political affiliations, I think it's pretty obvious that there have been egregious abuses. But then for Cheney to actually say, well, it's a no-brainer for me, this technique called uh, waterboarding, where you basically, you know, Nearly drown people. Mm-hmm. By the way, all the evidence shows that such torture methods do not reveal usable information. Yeah, that's the that's been known since the Middle Ages.
1: Well, and that's one what the, all the experts point out that it's useless in terms of uh, uh, saving lives. Saving lives. Uh, the Bush administration continues to claim that. They're saving lives with these uh, aggressive interrogation tactics, though they've never provided any evidence well, of this.
0: And, as you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, how can somebody whose head's been in a bag in Guantanamo Bay for uh, over a year or so have any viable information that is still worthy yeah, and, and, of in, you know, being called intelligence?
1: And it's interesting <clears throat> that, by the way, one of the um, sources, because you know, they always talk, oh, we, we can't reveal this because of right. sources and methods. The famous euphemism for, um, well, we'll use any scrap of information that will justify our policy. It's important to remember that Colin Powell used uh, information gleaned from a torture session that occurred in Egypt from a so-called Al-Qaeda operative that was uh, uh, rendered to Egypt uh, via the CIA's uh, secret program, these planes that apparently fly around uh, sort of perpetually, I guess they've replaced the B-52
0: as our nuclear deterrence these days. Well, rendering again, yeah. this whole process is awash in euphemisms, and it's no longer, you know, beef byproducts which are rendered. It's human beings which are rendered. And Dick Cheney's very careful here, though, to use clinical terms in an ambiguous sense, words such as the plural pronoun we. Yeah, we. We don't torture. That's not what we're involved in. Who's the we? Right. True enough. True enough. Dick Cheney's hands are clean. Clean as this, you know, driven snow.
1: Well, it would be a poetic uh, <coughs> justice if, uh, if the Senate ends up being perfectly tied and Dick Cheney has to leave his underground bunker to uh, preside over the Senate on a daily basis. That'll keep him busy for the next couple of years.
0: Speaking of clean, here's another nice one. Uh, Brain damage award here for uh, Enron's Jeffrey Skilling, who insists he's remorseful, but not guilty. Yes. That's a nice, dubious distinction there, to uh, be remorseful. In terms of remorse, I can't imagine more remorse, he said. But he didn't commit fraud or conspiracy. Um, And uh, he admits that the word Enron conjures up some really awful things. Well, that much is true, um, but uh, you know, total denial.
1: Oh, and here, here's some good news, by the way. The White House budget officials are asking for 121 billion dollars for the U.S. Army next year, not the 138 billion that the Army was seeking. This is uh, the headline says: White House is trimming Army Army budget for next year. Great misleading headline. Uh, No, the Army budget continues to go up, up, up. Um, These are some of the costs associated with uh, the uh, war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, and the war on terror, so to speak. And it's pretty uh, interesting when you see a conservative columnist like John Tierney last week ruefully admit that uh, we don't have the soldiers to conduct the war in Iraq anymore, therefore we should withdraw them and focus on the war in Afghanistan. Because as he points out, Afghanistan is bigger than Iraq, and we need 600,000 troops there to properly um, get the job done.
0: Well, from a sheerly tactical standpoint, that makes excellent sense, which means it probably won't ever happen.
1: Meanwhile, of course, the Army has announced recently that it's sort of attained its, its recruitment goals but it's done so by drastically lowering standards. Criminal records are okay now.
0: Well, I've got something to add to that in just a moment, but it is worth noting on a somber note that uh, the official announcement buried uh, not on your front page where you might expect it, but deep within today's paper is that the uh, 100th American fatality Mm -hmm. in Iraq uh, has in fact occurred. So for those keeping score at home... um, there's still one more day in October, so we've effectively topped 100. There was a day last week, the 25th of October, in which <clears throat> three of the four front page stories in the Ann Arbor News, I think, had some sort of unspoken interconnection. Now, the fourth story was about the Tigers and, you know, sad that they didn't uh, win that in the end, but still an amazing season and uh, worthy of uh, applause. Uh, but the three stories that were interconnected. The, the banner headline, State College Costs Rise 7%. Michigan's Public Universities Outpace 6.3% Increase Nationwide. Then on the right-hand side of the front page, we had a story, of, again, a local story, uh, Schools Feeling Impact of Cuts. Um, in, on top of $6.46 uh, six million cut from this year's budget of Ann Arbor public schools, the district is looking at a deficit of $11 million over the next two years. Well, that has obvious implications for the quality of education provided to local youths. The third of these interconnected stories was on the bottom of the front page, piece of analysis with an unfortunate uh, typo and a missing letter there, but the headline is further revealing, Reality intrudes. <laughs> On Pentagon Line. well, A very interesting mis- missing letter, I might add. <laughs> you take the letter Y out of analysis and you have problems, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the very least. <coughs> Excuse me. At any rate, this group of articles, you know, college is getting further out of reach for the average American. Mm-hmm. The quality of high school education, free public education, is suffering budgetary constraints. That affects the quality. And then, of course, there is the ongoing Pentagon issue of the endless spending, despite the noble efforts of the Bush administration to pare back a a few extra million there um, off of the wish list. The ground is essentially being ready for unemployables, and perhaps a draft can thus be avoided. You're going to have a bunch of people who can't get into college, Mm -hmm. whose grades in high school aren't good enough, possibly because their high school was no longer able to provide the services, and there is this war on terror which will last beyond our lifetimes, we've been told by Dick Cheney. Now, one might argue, as I think I'm going to here, that to keep schools functional as actual places of learning, perhaps sports might just have to go. And maybe this will snap America out of its torpor of decline and abuse. Cut high school football to fund the war? Well, maybe the war has gone too far. Yeah. Maybe it is a ridiculous yeah. expenditure. Of course we want our local youths to enjoy the fun and the camaraderie and you know the physical exercise of organized sports. It's part of the high school tradition we all grew up with, whether you actually played sports or not. But the fact is that these things are expensive, and cuts are going to have to be made. So what do you do? Do you cut classes where people learn things, skills, and you know, professional development? Or do you cut the football team? Well, it's a tough choice to make. Somebody's going to have to make it. And uh, who knows? Maybe uh, cutting high school sports uh, would finally snap America out of the abuse scandal that's going on here at home, domestically. Well, and I
1: think that this middle-class torpor is is part of the problem that George Bush is having. It's fascinating that in recent weeks, one of the new Republican lines about why um, Americans should keep the Republicans in control of Congress is they argue that the stock market's doing well. And, of course, any scrupulous analysis of the actual facts... Uh, make this argument sort of uh, false. Uh, First of all, it's been pointed out that just for the factual record, the only indice that's setting new records is the Dow. And 20 of the 30 stocks in the Dow are actually lower uh, than the uh, record set back in 2000. And it's interesting when you look at the five or six stocks that actually are up there setting records. I just wanted to read these companies. This is based, by the way, on a, uh, an article from a couple of weeks ago when, in fact, the Dow uh, did uh, surpass the 2000 record. This was from the 4th of October. And it's interesting. Look at these companies. Altria Group, uh, they sell tobacco. That's uh, the former Philip Morris. American Express, they're sort of a finance company and credit card company. Debt makes the world go round. Boeing, uh, defense contractor, they've been making a lot of money uh, from the war in Iraq, uh, developing uh, all sorts of toys for the military to use there. Uh, ExxonMobil, they set a record. Record profits. They're high this uh, recent year. Is well, was back in August of 2006, and we everything know everything must be wonderful when Exxon does well. That's good for yeah, everybody. Well, they made 10 billion in their last quarter, wow. uh, so no wonder. And of course, Procter and Gamble, uh, the. Consumer uh, staples uh, company that makes everything from soap to toothpaste to diapers and all sorts of other strange things that you have no idea that they actually own. Those folks are the only six companies that have actually uh, surpassed their high. Um, So I wouldn't call this a wide, uh, you know, a a recovery that's uh, broad based here by by any stretch of the imagination. The Nasdaq, of course, is no—I mean, even the stock argument, uh, our, uh, stock uh, market argument, is absurd. Uh, the Nasdaq, um, interestingly, by the way, uh, one of the other companies I, I omitted them just because it happened back earlier this year in two thousand uh, of two thousand and six is Caterpillar. Uh, they set an all-time record on May 9th of two thousand and six, but their stock market just pl- their stock price just plummeted uh, recently. ...due to poor uh, third quarter results. I just wanted to add that for the uh, factual record. Anyway, if you compare NASDAQ or the Standard & Poor's Index, um, the stock market isn't even doing that well. And I I saw an international comparison showing that Canada, Germany, France... ...are all doing better than the American stock market Hmm. in terms of where prices are actually at. So this argument that I've heard from Santorum, DeVos, Cheney... Uh, And, of course, any other desperate Republican that's running for re-election is is more or less bogus. And that explains why Bush in these approval ratings still ranks in the mid-30s on uh, economic performance. It just isn't that good uh, in terms of a broad-based economic security issue. Health care costs have continue to go uh, up way past uh, the price of inflation. For instance, uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation just recently reported that health care costs for American families has risen yet another 7.7% this year. Um, And uh, it points out that, Many American executives have decided that they cannot afford to keep insuring their workers and that the portion of Americans without coverage mm. has jumped 23% since uh, 1987.
0: All sorts of people are either losing their packages, insurance packages altogether, or finding them drastically pared down. Yeah. No, no dental, no eye, et cetera, limited coverage for children.
1: Much higher co-pays. Right. Um, all sorts of really bad options here, and these are the you know pocketbook issues that are not working for the grand old party this year. The Democrats, in some cases, have taken advantage of this. In other cases, I don't think they've uh, argued uh, vociferously enough about these issues, um, and they've focused on triviality, but uh, I would say the one surprising thing that I haven't seen so far... I don't know about you, but I haven't seen enough hammering of the Katrina issue uh, in this uh, campaign at all. It's a, it's a, it's a virtually silent uh, issue. doesn't make any sense to me because uh, the Katrina incompetence was the beginning of the end of George Bush's right. presidency uh, in, in reality. And, yes, uh, things have deteriorated in Iraq very obviously. Uh, we're now at the point where really there are no good options. It's uh, hard well, it's to stay, been,
0: hard to go. We've just had the worst month in the time yeah, the since f- it all began.
1: Yeah, the fourth the fourth worst month in terms of American casualties, but the violence in, in Iraq is, is, is staggering. And when you have American officials continuing to claim like progress is being made, like Condoleezza Rice did just two weeks ago, uh, which conflicted, by the way, with... Uh, what John Warner said uh, as yeah. he returned from Iraq, you know, Iraq is going sideways. You would get an idea of how um, off course. <laughs> Stay the course? No, they're off course. Uh, the, the Bush administration's message is, and I found Bush's uh, press conference the other day uh, bordering on the bazaar, uh, where Bush basically held an hour-long press conference on uh, trying to repackage the Iraq uh, debate yet again.
0: Well, you know, you mentioned why the Democrats haven't hammered enough on the Katrina point, and I've thought the same thing about, you know, Governor Granholm. Why hasn't she hammered DeVos on the nature of Amway Corporation, a kind of a bizarre kind of quasi-corporation that really the the, the main, I mean, uh, listeners should check out uh, scamway.com for some background information on Amway if you don't know that much about it. It's really more like a a cult, an exploitive cult, than yeah. it is an entrepreneurial enterprise. Uh, think about it. How many places have you ever been that use Amway products? Nobody buys that stuff. Well, the people who end up buying it are the people who end up getting suckered into selling it, and they end up with a basement full of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here, take some of this stuff. I got stuck with it. Um
1: It's a classic pyramid scheme, no doubt. I mean, she did in the debates, I thought, did a decent job pointing out that he's, uh, you know, incorporated various entities in Bermuda, the Cayman Islands, et cetera, and that Amway, at the end of the day, did not create jobs uh, here in Michigan, but created them in China. Mm -hmm. Why on earth Lee Iacocca is out there making commercials for Dick DeVos claiming that he creates jobs is... Beyond me, but uh, Lee Iacocca must be uh, in need of
0: medication of some yeah, sort. <laughs> missing his medication as well. Well, and the other unspoken thing in that debate is that, you know, sure, it's it's things haven't gone exactly to plan for for Granholm, but remember how long Engler ran this state and mm-hmm. the damage uh, that was done there. Um, as far as the Katrina thing is concerned, I, you know, the Democrats. I'm always criticizing them as are many i uh, hear around town for needing to grow a spine and i think in some cases when the katrina thing is was as transparent as it was i think many democrats are probably afraid to continue to hammer on that point because then republic you know it's always